Well, as expected, the South African Reserve Bank has raised rates yet again. The MPC has agreed on another 75 basis point hike to 7%. This, of course, coming as consumer prices remain elevated. Joining me now with further analysis on this move is FNB senior economist Kogetzo Mano. Thank you so much for your time, Kogetzo. Now, expectations for um, this interest rate hike actually changed very, very quickly after that inflation print that we saw yesterday. I mean, before that, the markets were largely pricing in a 50 basis point hike. Uh, but then after that inflation print that really showed that prices, uh, price growth is still remaining sticky and quite persistent, we had now markets pricing in a 75 basis point hike with even some fears of a 100 basis point hike. So just talk to me about how all this played out. Sure. I mean, I think maybe just starting with that 100 basis points prediction. Mm. In the past meeting, we had some members, two members voting for um, 100 basis points hike. So I think that filters through to expectations of this current uh, or the latest NPC meeting, right? Um, we also predicted 50, so we were in that camp. Yeah. But we did also note that there was probably upside risk to our prediction simply because, I mean, we had interest rate uh, decisions by the Fed, the ECB, the Bank of England, all of them hiking by 75 basis points. So that's obviously presenting upside pressure to our local interest rates. Furthermore, the Fed is expected to hike by another 50, as you've mentioned, in December. So that's only adding that upside risk. But I think when it comes to the inflation outcome, yes, the market was surprised to the upside. The governor did admit that the South had a prediction of 7.3%. So they were uh, surprised to the upside by 0.3 percentage points. Mm -hmm. So that obviously adds to the view of risks to inflation. I think in terms of a forecasting perspective, that is only probably still going to come into the numbers in the in the January meeting, and obviously depending on what happens to inflation up until that time. Uh, but the governor did note that risks are probably to the upside, especially given yesterday's out outcome. Yeah. Koketo, um, the repo rate is now at 7%, and the repo rate in January 2020 was at 6.5%, if I'm not mistaken. So the 7% higher, of course, now than the 6.5% in January 2020. Would you say that monetary policy direction is still at just interest rate normalization or would you say that it's just plain restrictive right now so our view is that they they are still normalizing okay. right at, at the beginning of 2020 we were at 6.25 uh, so okay. they had cut that meeting if you remember yeah um so so but the, the point here is pre-pandemic levels we were sitting at the end of 2019, we were sitting at 6.5%. And since that time, they have completely undone the accommodation yeah. that was provided during the 2020 uh, period. So now we're currently sitting at seven, well, 50 basis points above where we were at the end of 2019. But the reason we're saying they are still normalizing here, Zanati, is because if you think about inflation, so if you adjust interest rates for inflation, we're still sitting in negative territory, okay. right? So that negative interest rate still means that you know there's still some way to go to normalizing real interest rates and i think what the npc also touched on today on the neutral which is maybe a, a very difficult concept sometimes because it is unobserved um but their estimate of neutral by the end of 2024 is at 2.4 and this is in real terms so that means that when you strip out inflation real interest rates should be at 2.4 percent for them to consider them to be neutral neither accommodative or restrictive so we still have some way to go
Okay, because I was going to ask according, you. According to that measure. Okay, okay, all right. I hear you, but I mean, it, it, that's not how it feels on the ground. And... I mean, you look at, uh, you know, interest rates being high to like this and you wonder if something is going to break. And if something break, it might actually just be the economy. And I mean, we're in a country that really cannot have to ha uh, cannot afford to have an economy that's broken because everything hinges on economic growth. It was quite staggering the numbers that he actually came out with that in the fourth quarter and the third quarter um, uh, growth is expected to be at 0.4% and in the fourth quarter at 0.1%. So do you think that monetary policy is not dangerously getting to a point where it's fighting against fiscal policy? All right. So, Zinati, allow me before I answer that question to just qualify yeah. um, the neutral interest rate aspect, right? Yeah. Remember that inflation is falling. Inflation is falling. Yeah. So, naturally, interest rates will start to be, um, you know, start to normalize even with just uh, inflation falling and not necessarily raising interest rates more than they have right now. Okay. In fact, we think that they will stop at 7.25%. Uh, 7 so we think there's another 25 basis points to go, okay. but obviously risks are to the upside because they do note that risks to inflation are to the upside. But uh, just to get back to your question on whether um, monetary policy is not, um, you know, counteracting what fiscal yes. policy is trying to do. But... I think there's two aspects here to, to, to think about. Yeah. One is what the Fed has been experiencing and what the Fed has been trying to communicate. When we, when we came out of the pandemic, uh, we realized we had structural constraints, supply chain issues, and these, those were stimulating inflation, and that has been worsened by the geopolitical tensions between Russia yeah. and the Ukraine. So the Fed has said that they initially thought that inflation was transitory not permanent, right? Yeah. But inflation has proven to be less transitory than what central banks have expected. And so they've come to the re this realization that there may be a need to tighten um, or, or restrict economic activity in order to dampen inflation. And I mean, we may not be in such a, in as a severe a situation as the US, for example, because yeah. our demand-driven inflation has not gone um, completely away from, from the target. Yeah. But I think what is important here from the South's perspective is that they're mostly focusing on their primary mandate, which is uh, price stability, with growth being a consideration. Now, what the governor said, which is quite important is that he's busy flagging the fact that you know government needs to also or, or policy needs to also come in on the front of structural reforms mm. to lift the potential of the economy to grow so so that's something that is still structural or considered to be structural in a way from the ambit of what the central bank is trying to achieve yeah one thing i think is is, is quite important here inflation stability, the credibility of the central bank, low inflation in general, tends to support economic activity in the longer run. So if you allow inflation to run away, it could eventually, in any case, uh, constrain economic activity from an investment perspective, from mm. a consumer perspective. So either way, the central bank is actually working with um, you know, fiscal or, or uh, trade policy in making sure that we operate in an environment of stable inflation and affordable pricing in such a way that you can support economic growth, but the structural issues still need to be addressed. Whew. Taking in some short-term pain for longer-term benefits, I hear you. And of course, um, <clears throat> the government does need to work with Lesetja on this uh, to make sure that we actually do get that growth that we need. But thank you so much for your time, Gokezo, and for giving us that insight. Uh, Senior Economist at FNB, Gokezo Mano.